Welcome to a special interview episode of Broadway Radio. My name is Matt Timonini. On today's episode, I am in conversation with actor and writer Asher Muldoon, who really has an incredible story. Asher's new musical, The Butcher Boy, is having its world premiere at the Irish Repertory Theater right now. It is currently on stage through September 11th. I'm very excited to be seeing it. By the time this episode comes out, I very well might be on my way to the theater, and I could not be more giddy to see what promises to be a really, really interesting and unique musical story. Asher tells me all about how the creation of this musical began, so I won't tell you too much about that, but it is based on a well-known Irish novel of the same name by Patrick McCabe that was released in the early 90s. And Asher started writing the show when he was in high school and pitched it to the Irish rep when he was in high school. He then went on to be a part of the national tour of Dear Evan Hansen, uh, but now he is back in New York and they are doing his show. And it's a really fascinating story, not only what the novel is about, but how Asher is bringing it to the stage. The show stars uh, Nicholas Barish, who many of you might remember from uh, Big River at Encores and She Loves Me on Broadway, most recently playing Orpheus on the national tour of Hadestown. But in this show, he plays Francie Brady, who is a young Irish boy in the 1960s who kind of has this incredibly overactive imagination. Unfortunately, he's a he's a bit of a bully, and when his next-door neighbor says that his entire family is a bunch of pigs, that kind of starts a violent obsession in his world, and he really can't fight those dark forces, uh, and the story spins out of control from there. This promises to be a really, really interesting uh, piece of musical theater, so if you are in New York City, I recommend you get over to the Irish Rep between now and September 11th. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Asher Muldoon. All right, Asher, I, I, I'm kind of fascinated by this whole story, one of, of The Butcher Boy itself, but also in how you started writing this show. So this is based on a beloved novel from the 90s that was turned into I think a, a stage play first and then a uh, and then a film but you started writing this in high school right like yeah. how did you come across this book and and what possessed you to be like oh this story needs to be musicalized sure i mean so so uh the the book came uh, from a class, <laughs> uh, I was taking a, a like a sort of a catch-all Irish literature, history, culture, cool. arts, everything, uh, which was all in one semester class. And the book was assigned to us. It was pitched to us as a sort of uh, surrealist horror comedy uh, coming of age novel. Uh, and I just felt like that was like the most perfect description of any book that yeah. I would ever want to read. Uh, so I read it and I, I think I was just like, I was so struck by it instantly because it was, you know, it's a very uh, troubling story <laughs> and, uh, but it's also very beautifully written and very, very funny and very inventive. Uh, and I don't know, I think at the time I was like really looking for something to work on uh, and something to adapt and this just sort of sprung out to me as you know it's Irish and I love writing stuff set in Ireland because I have a I have a, a family 
relationship to Ireland. My dad is from Ireland. And so I, I, I was interested in writing about that. It was also a really interesting time period. It's sort of late 50s, early 60s, uh, which gave me an opportunity to play around with a lot of things that have influenced me in my life, namely like, you know, the Twilight Zone and and other sci-fi and horror from that era. And mm-hmm. and also it was just a really interesting musical world too, because it's it's Ireland in the 60s, but it's also being very heavily influenced by American culture. Um, so all these things really intrigued me about the story and made me you know, when I when I explain the plot of the book to people, there a lot of times they're like, "What at what compelled like, <laughs> what in God's name would compel you to take this messed up story and and do something with it?" And to me, it just felt sort of obvious. Well, um, it, well explain the story. I mean, because it, like I said, I think a lot of people have probably either read the book or or seen the movie. But if they haven't, and if they're coming yeah. into the musical for the first time, this isn't. I mean, there might be a little bit of uh, shock value if they aren't prepared for what they're going to see. Oh, absolutely. Um, Yeah, so it's a story about uh, Francie Brady. Francie Brady is a young boy growing up in County Clonus in Ireland in the early 60s. He has his best friend, Joe. He has his mom and dad. And he has what he considers to be a perfect life, uh, even though his dad is an alcoholic and his mom is... Uh, suicidal and by all accounts he he does not have a perfect life whatsoever but uh, one day his neighbor Mrs. Nugent who uh, has been living in England for the past few years and just moves back to town uh, Francie uh, and his friend Joe decide to bully Mrs. Nugent's son Philip and Mrs. Nugent reacts by screaming to the whole town that the uh, Brady family are a bunch of pigs and this uh, triggers a sort of obsession for Francie with pigs and he starts having these violent thoughts and he runs away from home and he comes back and and all the while he's just obsessing over Mrs. Nugent and how she called his family a bunch of pigs and it all sort of hurdles towards this terrible conclusion which is sort of prefaced in the first line of the uh of the show, but I won't, uh, I won't yeah, reveal no it for those who, yeah. uh, yeah, no spoilers. Yeah. You come see the show. You, yeah. you, you'll love it. And and it must be said, there's a lot of fun to be had along the way. There's a, there's a lot of bad stuff that happens in the show, but there's also a lot of fun stuff that happens in the show. Well, and when you go about writing this, especially starting as a high school student, but obviously you've been writing it in the intermittent years from there, but how do you find the way to balance those darker, not only plot points, but emotions and and mental aspects of that with a story that can be fun and adventurous and, and sure. lighthearted at times as well, both in the, because you've written all of it, you've written the book, music and lyrics. How do you kind of find the balance in both the text and the music side of that as well? Honestly, it's, it's for me, it was mostly about trying to get into Francie's uh, mindset because uh, w- which is a weird place to be because Francie is a, is a, is a messed up kid. And he, he, he sort of ex- like, 
he lives in a fantasy world where he can always escape into whatever other world he wants to be in. So if he sees something horrible happening in his life, he can just be like, oh, well, that's not real. And I'll, I'll just go be John Wayne now, or, or I'll go be Batman, or I'll go be any of these people. So there is a, a sense of escapism that, that permeates the entire story. And so for me, as a writer, if I'm writing something, in, particularly in Francie's voice, and something truly terrible is happening on stage, which happens quite often in this story. I mean, the, 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 the world pulls no punches with Francie Brady. A lot of bad stuff happens to him. Um, he, he's, he's remarkably always able to sort of push it away, which is not necessarily a good thing, but in terms of the pacing of a, of a musical where people want and sort of expect to be able to laugh at least a little bit throughout the entire evening, um, then it's, it's good for, you know, oh, there's a moment here where, you know, if something awful is happening, I can put, I can put a comedy song in here, or I can put a vaudeville number in here. And it sort of feels right because that is what Francie's brain would do. Yeah. Well, and you, you talk about all of the kind of the disparate imaginative um, other worlds that Francie goes to. And it sounds like you've incorporated a lot of that into the score with some variety in the types of music as well. Oh, totally. Yeah. So where do we where do we go with that? You, I mean, you said early 60s in Ireland, obviously influenced by American pop culture as well. You said some, some vaudeville, some John Wayne. How what are we going to hear when we go and see the show at Irish Red? I mean, there's, you know, obviously the world that he comes from is, is, is Ireland, but the world he escapes to, I mean, there's, there are songs that are influenced by, you know, the TV show Gunsmoke and, and there's sequences that are influenced by the Twilight Zone, uh, musical sequences that are, you know, there, there are big vaudeville numbers with characters in his head who he perceives to be, you know, dandies, uh, and, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, his, Francie's brain is sort of a, a, a stew of everything he's ever seen or heard on TV. And everything is just always bubbling around in there. And when his brain makes a connection, we see that connection and we hear it musically. And that is, that was always sort of my guiding principle, uh, when writing the score is like, don't, you, you don't, because of the, the nature of Francie's mind, you don't need to trap yourself in one musical world throughout the whole time. I mean, it's all, yeah. obviously it's all connected thematically, but he's such a, a, a chameleon, you know? Well, and you and, said, you said the book was described to you as surrealist. So you don't need to be tied to the, the realism of what music was happening in 1960s Ireland either. Oh no, absolutely not. I mean, the, my, my, the first uh, sort of, creative push I had with the show was I was, I was talking to um, Pat McCabe, the author, because he's been super supportive of this project from the very beginning. And yeah, I was just some snot nosed teenager. And I, I, I sort of cold emailed him and said, can I adapt your famous book into a musical? And he was like, yeah. Um, And we had a few meetings and he, we were talking about how much the book was influenced by uh, the Sharon Tate murders you know the charles oh, manson wow. yeah yeah because if you'll if you'll remember those those eagle-eyed among you may remember that when the manson family murdered sharon tate and and mm-hmm. company uh they wrote pigs in blood on their walls 
And uh, I think that was like a very important image for, for Patrick while he was writing the book. Um, and so, and I knew because of, because of, you know, just pop culture knowledge that uh, Manson had been heavily influenced by the White Album. Uh, and there was a song on the yeah, White Album called Piggies. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so the, the first song I wrote for the show was basically just a, 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 a masked version of Piggies. It, you know, it's basically wow. the same song. Um, and that sort of like introduced me musically to what the, the world sounded like. So, yeah, I mean, even though that happened a few years after this story was set, I mean, I still felt like the, I still felt that, that cultural connection. And that is how I feel like I got into that. Story. That's awesome. That, that's, I mean, that's, that's one fascinating from a writing perspective, but also two probably gives audiences uh, a little bit of an indication as to what they are uh, going to see and hear on the stage that they might not have anticipated uh, just yeah. from the plot description. Um, but we've talked so much about Francie and about all of the, the different things that are going on in his world and in his mind. I imagine when you're getting this up on its feet for the first time, and I know there's been readings and development throughout, but to finally get it up in front of an audience, you've got to have somebody that you can uh, turn to to play this part, uh, to handle all those things. And Nicholas Barish is is playing Francie. And what have you seen with him throughout this process that was like, oh, okay, he's got what it takes to kind of bring all of these disparate aspects of this really complex character to life? Yeah, I mean, I've I've sort of known it was Nick from the very beginning, even before yeah. we ever even did a, a workshop. But and the the story that I tell, which I mean, it's because I I went to see Big River at Encores, yeah, uh, and where where which if you don't for those listening, if you don't know, but you probably do, uh, is the musical of Huck Finn, uh, and Nick Barish, uh, who is the most incredible, excellent performer ever. I he was playing Huck and it was as I was first writing the the first like the first draft of the show and I was trying to figure out how to give Francie a voice on stage because he is such this you know he's sort of this amorphous being you don't know if he's a child or an adult or anything and then I go see Big River and there is Nick playing this this you know this sort of picaresque character and he's he's portraying himself as a child but he's also portraying himself as an adult telling his own story and i just thought wow it's and he's speaking to us and he's speaking and, and we're friends with him and that and i thought that's exactly what i want this character to be on stage and um and nick was so good in that part that i just i also just wanted to be friends with him <laughs> and <laughs> and i so i reached out to him and and we became friends and and he's been Francie Brady from from the very beginning, and and I'm so 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 excited for people to come see him in this part because, I mean, even over the past, I mean, obviously in the rehearsal room, we we could see how how brilliant he was, but now that we're on stage and all of these elements are coming together, I mean, you can really see his performance drives the entire. I mean, he's on stage the entire time, and oh, his wow. performance is really really driving the entire piece it's really it's it's incredible to watch yeah well it, obviously his his red hair helps the uh irish oh, uh, influence absolutely. as well that just gets you right in there um 
but so you obviously talk, it's it's on stage now. We're talking like two days before the first preview, I think, um, if I've <laughs> yeah. got my schedule right. But yeah. um, you've been working with Irish Rep on this for a while. But but it it sounds like you're like the king of cold emails because if you I think you you sent the email to Patrick McCabe and that went really well. But from what I understand, at least like you reached out to Irish Rep about this project yeah. too. So it, how did that happen? That's like yeah, that's well, nuts. It's, talk about a plucky teenager. <laughs> well, I had I had been uh, a coat check boy on their production <laughs> of uh, The Dead 1904, wow. uh, which was the their immersive production of The Dead, um, and I was the coat check boy. And then a few days after that production ended, the first year, I uh, I sent them an I sent them an email. I sent Kieran an email, Kieran O'Reilly, uh, who had directed The Dead. And, um, and I said, Hey, I, I, I know, because I knew that they had produced, uh, the original play of that Pat had written of, of Butcher Boy, which is called Frank Pig Says Hello. That was their first, in their first season at the Irish Rep. Oh, wow. Uh, they did the American premiere of Frank Pig Says Hello. And I, and I knew that that had happened. And I said, Hey, well, I know that you have some, some experience with putting Francie Brady on stage would you be interested in reading the show that I've written? And, and they did. And, and we sort of kept talking about it. And eventually we did a workshop and then uh, some other stuff happened, you know, between that workshop, I, I, yeah. I booked you, an acting job and yeah, then yeah. I booked something. And then, and then another thing happened that stopped theater for a while. I don't remember what it was, but <laughs> so yeah, it's been, it's been a long conversation between, between us and, and obviously the connection, it's an Irish source material, it's Irish rep, they did the, the stage version of the, of the novel initially, there's obviously those connections, but beyond that, like, why did it feel right to work with Irish rep on this? Was it just like, oh, they have experience with this story, or it's an Irish, you know, from an Irish author, or was there something more about that in your experience, having seen them up close working in front of house? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I really loved the way that they go about, I mean, the, the way I had seen Kieran direct in particular is that, you know, Kieran is, is an actor and he's such mm -hmm. a good actor's director. And I loved seeing him give, give notes from that perspective, as opposed to, and, and you know, different directors, you know, direct in different ways and it works well for different projects. I really wanted someone who was who who was an actor to work on this show because it, there's so many moments that I really felt like needed digging into. I mean, I'm also writing it as someone who's an actor also. So I think it's nice synergy to have both the director and the writer come from an acting background so that we all can be like speaking the same language. Because sure. um, that's how I how I wrote it. I very much wrote it from an actor's point of view. And I, that was really exciting to me. And I also just love their space. I mean, their, yeah, their theater is so gorgeous, especially, you know, they, they just did a big renovation a few years ago and I love seeing shows there. And it was always a very special place to go and see a show. And there so many times when I would go see shows there, I would think it would be so cool to have a, have a show go up here. And now, and now it's happening. And uh, in, in about half an hour, I'm going to go down to the theater and the set for Butcher Boy is in there. And it's, it's just wild to me. Well, we'll, I'll wrap this up because you've got, you've got to get down to the theater. So we'll, I'll end it on this question. 
as you've been going through this process, not just, you know, the whole multi-year process with Irish Rep, but this specific pre-pro, getting it ready to get on stage, going through tech, getting it up on the actual set at Irish Rep, have you learned things about your own story that you didn't realize of seeing the cast and the creative team, you know, kind of bring it to life. Has that illuminated things for you that you didn't even realize were there on the page? I mean, I think what I've learned about, I mean, the, what I learn about it, the more that the, the show moves forward in the world is that it's not just me who, who feels for, for Francie. I mean, and it's, it's weird, right? Because Francie at the end of the day is, is, is a bad kid. He does, he does bad things. And the magic of the book for me when I first read it was this, you know, we're basically inside the, the mind of a, of a, of a bad, of a very violent person. And yet we understand him and we root for him and we feel for him. And I, I thought that would be an interesting, if challenging thing to put on stage. And what I've discovered is that, everybody feels for him. I mean, every in every reading we've done and in every rehearsal, you know, we keep discovering new reasons to find understanding for Francie. And I think that's really important. I mean, I, I came to it thinking it was, it was just something that I had felt. And I was honestly a little worried that like people were going <laughs> to see the show yeah, and yeah. think, Oh, well, Asher Muldoon is a maniac. Yeah, and he's a he's, crazy person. And he, yeah. And, and he's, uh, you know, he's trying to make me feel for, for this violent person, but I, that hasn't been really been the response at all. I mean, obviously I've gotten, I've gotten looks, but, <laughs> um, but, but no, I mean, it's, people seem to really fall in love with this kid. And that's something I don't think I really expected to be as, as prevalent as it is. I, I, and also, you know, just for me as, I mean, I've learned so much just by being, you know, it's my first time writing a full show, being in the room. And I mean, I'm sure I've, I don't know if I can voice them all now, but like, I'm sure I've learned like countless invaluable things. I mean, yeah. the magic of editing, that's a big one. Uh, <laughs> how how important it is to to write breaths for people <laughs> in songs that's something that you don't really get when you're just writing everything on a computer but but mostly it's just like this this sense that Francie's story is a little bit more uh universal than i expected it to be <laughs> 